What's up, guys? This is The Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Randy. And I'm your host, Konu. And we are here to bring you guys the latest info on the Dodgers as much as we can. Um, Fair warning, we're fans just like you guys. So take our opinions with a grain of salt and don't think that we're trying to come out here pretending like we know a bunch of stuff because we don't. We just want to talk to other fans about what's going on. We know as much as you do. <laughs> yeah, basically. Learning a lot on Twitter as we go, and thank God for Google, right? But Absolutely. we're going to start with what's going on with the 2020 season. Just a quick breakdown. Well, I guess lack thereof 2020 season. Um, but MLB has talked about quarantining all 30 teams, their players, and their staff in Arizona, kind of in a bubble-type situation. They want them living alone. They want them away from family in a hotel for four months or so. No fans in the stand. Players would have to be six feet apart, which means no high fives. They're not in the dugout. There's a lot of things going on um, in that idea. They have also talked about doing Arizona and Florida, sticking both teams out there. Having your they cat- also mentioned Texas, maybe? Yeah, they did mention Texas, the Rangers' new uh, new ballpark. Which, Global Life? Yeah, which might – it's yeah, that was, I think – was that their old one? I don't know what the name of it now. Yeah, we can just burn Minute Maid down. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I think the only team in, that we need in Texas is the Rangers. We don't, we don't need – we don't need the Astros anymore. I think everyone, Absolutely. everyone's over them. So, But <laughs> they did talk about Minute Maid because it is domed and it would allow for another field. So right. I just – I would like to think if they do go to Texas, hopefully the Dodgers don't go and we stay far away from that. I believe Global Life is also domed. Okay. You know what? I think it is too. It might be. I don't know. To be honest, I really am bad at paying attention to any team's anything. Uh, besides the Dodgers yeah I just really pay attention only to them but it doesn't look like anything's changing they still haven't as of now nothing's changing everything's still up in the air there's no movements on the talk since it first released Uh, that's kind of really all it is they want to talk think about miking up the players which would make it a lot more fun which I think would be great for baseball baseball seems to have a rough time marketing their players um and I think this, this will definitely give us more insight into their personalities. Yeah, and it shows us who they are as people instead of just the guys on the field who swing a bat right. and throw a ball. Um, now, part of the 2020 season that goes with that, there was some talk about extra innings, and our own Justin Turner had some opinions on what he thought he would do in the extra innings. So I'm going to break it down, and then, Konu, I want you to go first and let me know what, you're, what you think of Turner's idea okay so basically turner said the problem with extra innings is we're playing all these games we might play double headers we get it we don't want guys to get hurt you don't want to go out there and play a double header and go 15 innings and then go 12 innings later that night whatever back-to-back days with games so turner's idea was let's guarantee this game never goes past 10 innings now in his defense this is only for this season this is not a permanent thing um he wants to do a home run derby whether it's three players from each team and they get five pitches or five outs or 10 pitches however they do it he wants a home run derby to determine it it would end it it would keep fans he believes in their seats and not want to leave nobody he thinks which I think he's right nobody wants to go to a baseball game and see a tie so that's his next kind of best option um what are you thinking about that um I can see where Justin Turner comes from with this he wants to protect the players and not blow out pitchers arms and everything 
My only problem is I don't know how on field losing in extra innings leads to a home run derby. Now, the Dodgers do have players with a lot of power, Bellinger, Muncie, Peterson, but what if one of them has an off day and we end up losing to the Diamondbacks because their first baseman hit more home runs than our three players did or something? I, I don't like that. But again, I can understand where he's coming from, and it's it's a good idea to at least get the conversation started. It is. Um, and I think he had said when he went on Courtney Turner's podcast, he had said uh, the only reason it even initially got brought up was because I guess he heard Manfred say something about putting a runner on second, and Turner was basically like, no, why would I do that? Um why would we go and do that? You could still have a 16, 17 inning game if the pitchers are on it or the hitters aren't hitting. So if enough. we're really worried about cutting it down, let's just make it cut down and go from there. So at first I was totally against it. Once he announced his reasoning, I was a little bit more for it. Uh, it would be interesting. Let's say they did pick, they did pick uh, three different players. Who would be your three from the Dodgers? I know it would depend on, different games but if you just off the top of your head so Justin Turner's idea was the pitching coach would pitch right yes okay so I think I would go with Bellinger Peterson and as far as the third I might say Muncie but I'm not 100% sure but most likely Muncie yeah, it's, it's a weird one because your best power hitters aren't necessarily your best batting practice hitters. Um, right. But I'm kind of on the same page with you. I would go Belly. We know how he does in the home run derby. We know how Muncie does in the home run derby as well, right? Yeah. Yes. That's right. I, and definitely Jack. Yeah, and so it's like we know how all those guys are doing um, in a home run derby. And for me, I would be going with Belly and Jock, and I would probably go with Muncie. Um, if I didn't go with Muncie, I might go with, uh, who was it? Kike. Because Kike, oh, man, that dude hits some bombs. Like, In batting practice? Oh, yeah. It's, it's okay. insane. He was hitting them probably about halfway up the pavilion in left field. Um, and Jock, I saw actually go over the awning, and I've seen him hit that Dasani sign that hangs down. So those, all those guys just have raw power. Um, yeah, Jock has crazy power. Yeah, he does. There's not too many teams I would be worried about unless we face, like, the Yankees. But um, yeah. other than Judge. that, yeah, other than that, I I don't think I do I'm not really sure what other teams I'd be worried. You don't fear the Rockies? No. like. With Arenado and Story. No, Arenado, if you look at his numbers closely, I love the guy. I wanted him to be a Dodger, but the reason I kind of held back about really wanting him was because I, someone did looked at his numbers, and outside of the NL West, or sorry, inside the NL West, outside of Coors Field and Chase Field, so Rockies and D-backs, yeah. the NL West has pretty tough pitcher parks. When you look at Oracle's really tough. San Diego, not the greatest. Same thing, Dodger Stadium, not the greatest. So someone looked at Arenado's splits. When that, when he plays in the NL West at any stadium besides their own, he is like a 250 or 260 hitter because it's just he's 
I do not think Arenado is a bent like he's not I don't think his entire career has been built off Coors Field I think he is a very talented he's very good but when you've played your entire career somewhere and then you go to a different place that's nothing like that when it comes to you don't think he can be like DJ LeMahieu who was kind of like the same kind of split so you got the Yankees even the Yankees is kind of a hitter park as well so I guess it doesn't make much sense yeah he could I'd I haven't paid too much attention to Arenado's. Uh, I trust our heating coaches to turn that around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I For some reason, it feels like whoever comes to the Dodgers, they find a way to uh, to keep them going. But since Especially we were... Especially the, the under-the-radar ones. Oh, yeah. It, that Muncy, Chris Taylor. They're, Taylor. They, they pull guys out of everywhere. It's insane. Uh, but since we were talking about Turner, let's jump into really quickly we'll do this pretty fast uh free agents so if there's no 2020 season uh the dodgers the free agents would be mookie betts justin turner blake trinan jock peterson kike hernandez alex wood and pedro baez so they have quite a few guys that are going to hit free agency even if the season isn't canceled no matter what whether it's canceled whether it isn't these guys are going to be free agents going into the 2021 season uh so i'm going to ask a quick question konu out of all those guys who are you wanting to keep with the guys that are going to hit free agency who are you hoping and who would you want the dodgers to keep now the obvious answer is mookie betts what? Just for the simple fact that he's one of the, the top three, four, five best players in baseball. Yeah. But that's the obvious answer. So for something new, let's go Blake Trinan. Okay. What? Why? I feel like I feel like he can turn it around. He had really good years in Oakland, and then he was kind of hurt last year. I feel like he's healthy now, and he would tremendously help that bullpen out. Yeah. Give a one-two punch with uh, Kenley Jansen. I'm bummed because I was actually really excited uh, to see how things would work out with him because I don't know. I get I get fairly ex- excited over pitchers like that. Out of uh, yeah. like I, batting is fun. Mookie Betts is great, but when you get a guy with nasty stuff like that, to me, is what wins the important games. It's not it it. it it's not, in my opinion, I guess you every World Series you could look at differently, not even the Dodgers, just any World Series. I, if we had a little bit of, I mean, granted, the Astros cheated, but absolutely put that aside. Actually, you know, I can't even say this. Never mind. I can't even say what I want to say because the Astros cheated, so there's no way for me to completely make my point using them. My point was when you see a bit. You, you can use the Red Sox or they cheated too? No, they could. They were. We had a decent bullpen, but they – I don't know. I feel like that team was a juggernaut. No one was beating the Red Absolutely. Sox. Absolutely. I don't – yeah, I they don't – They kicked the Yankees' ass. They oh, kicked yeah. the Astros' ass, and then they kicked our ass. Yeah. I – uh, <laughs> they did that. I just – not even with them, with the whole cheating thing, I just – I don't know. I – they've – yeah, I don't know. It we wasn't going to make a difference. Yeah, we don't need to talk about them because I know people don't <laughs> want to hear it. But Blake Trinan. That would be – I'd like to see him. Uh, was, it was 2018? Yes. Yeah. Best pitcher – best reliever in baseball. So, would be cool. Uh, are those, still got nasty stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And I 
would like that in our bullpen. We could really use it. Um, anyone else? Baez. See, I was wondering if you'd go with him. That's I I I probably would have picked him too. Um, I think unfortunately, Baez is his career is just bad timing. Um, unfortunately he has given up runs in the time it matters most and that's what fa- has, yeah. fans remember Fair. him as Fair uh but he is so much better than people give him credit for uh, Baez's career kind of reminds me of Juan Uribe's when he when he came here cuz Uribe was hated and he sucked really bad and then there was like a maybe two year stretch where he was like really good Baez gave up tons of runs, was not good, and then somehow he figured it out in the last two years. He has been really, really good. But you know what's wild about Baez? And I don't know, maybe uh, maybe all fans know this. I feel like there's a lot of fans that don't know this. But did you know Baez was a, a third uh, third baseman? I did not know that. So he was a third baseman when the Dodgers drafted him, signed him. Uh, he learned how to be a pitcher while pitching professionally so that so one he's still kind of learning yeah almost. i mean what is he five six years into his career but yeah you've only done that for five or six years you've only been a pitcher for five or six years like that's it i i so don't realistically he's only going to get better yeah i would i would think so um i i like the guy i think he's good again i think it's just bad timing they've put They've put him in at bad times. He has bad games. Everyone has bad games. It just felt like Baez had the bad games when you really need, whether it's a losing yeah. streak, it just seems like he always kind of. Now, Baez bad is timing. right. If we bring Baez and Trinan back, imagine a bullpen of Trinan, Baez, Kelly, Jansen, uh, Bruce Dark Ratterall, who's a flamethrower. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be a pretty solid one. Um, I obviously I I want to keep bets. Is like that? There's no way going around that. We did not trade away guys with five years left to control and six years left to control just to not ever see Mookie Betts playing Dodger uniform. Correct. Granted, it's not the Dodgers' fault, but at this point, you might as well just throw all the money at him in the world. Um, all of it. Yeah, and we'll get into that a little bit more in a few seconds. He, I feel like, is or in a few minutes. I feel like we could talk about him forever, so I don't want to deep dive into that just yet. Okay, so quick question. Would you keep Justin Turner or let him go? So I would keep him, but I would keep him with the idea in mind that as much as I hate to – oh, 2022. Yeah, okay. So as much as I hate to admit it, I – think the DH will be in baseball by 2022 when they sign the new CBA. Uh, I just feel like it's going to happen. There's too much push. If you have the DH, you can now give guys like Justin Turner a job. You can keep guys like J.D. Martinez who aren't very good on defense all the time. Give them a job. Uh, so I And if there's one thing Justin Turner is great at, it's hitting. Yeah, and he's Especially still... Especially when he's healthy. Oh, yeah, and he can still play defense. You could still have him there because we don't have anybody who's ready to take over at third base just yet they have not close yeah they have cody hosey i think that's how you say it but he's in what still a few years away yeah so you could have turner playing there pretty much every day all next season um 
maybe they event I mean it all just depends do you push Seager to third base one day do you put Lux and shortstop there's so many different I have scenarios. a question about Corey Seager what oh no what so if this season gets canceled Seager has one year left without playing this year so this year was big because if he was able to play healthy. and showcase he was still healthy and still the Corey Seager that we know then there's a possibility he gets traded for a big package or there's a possibility they re-sign him. But without this year, what do the Dodgers do now? Next year, do they just be like, we can't trade him because his stock isn't as high as it could be because the last thing people saw from him was the last season. Yeah. Now, and he that, was and really he, good. He was really good at spring training, but that's just spring training. Yeah, and it's like so. he last year it wasn't even completely fair to him because it's the first year coming off Tommy John. And he had right. a pretty solid year. He was – he was on Good. fire that one month until he pulled up his hamstring, hamstring at Angel yeah. Stadium. Uh, but, yeah, I I think that one's hard because Seager's – the issue isn't about his talent. What seems to be the problem is his approach at the plate. The Dodgers yes. have really yeah. worked hard on – watching pitches and all that good stuff and then you have Seager who swings at the first pitch swinging at balls in the dirt which granted it happens every player is going to do that but yeah. it was happening a lot more for Seager but again especially in the postseason yeah and I think that's where it killed him is is the postseason he on if you look at his postseason numbers they're just not anything to be impressed by um so I, but I think that's most of the Dodgers except for like Turner and Peterson and Muncie. And Muncie. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, basically. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like not having this year hurts the Dodgers, too, because we yeah. probably would have seen Gavin Lux for a full season or at least pr pretty much a full season. And they could have made their decision. Well, are we done with Seager? Do we trade him when he has a year left and move Gavin to shortstop? Or right. do we want to keep Seager, keep Gavin at second, and that's going to be our middle infield for the years to come? Um I wouldn't be mad at that. No, I wouldn't be mad at it either. I like Seager a lot. Um, but I could see the issues where he doesn't fit into the Dodgers hitting right. philosophy, one could say. But we'll see. Um, since we were talking about Lux and free agency, let's we'll do this one quickly. But service time, uh, what's going to happen for players who didn't get an entire full season in? So service time is how they accrue their years is the best way to put it. They have six years on your rookie contract. In order for one year of service, you have to have 172 days on the big league roster. Um, so there's plenty of guys last year. The Dodgers had seven rookies, I think, up last year. Verdugo, seven. I think oh, two. Yes. Yeah. Verdugo was the only one who got the full year because he – was on the big league team from day one. Gavin Lux, Will Smith, Matt Beatty, Edwin Rios, Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, and Gratterall. None of them played enough uh, in 2019 to get that one year of service. So for them, it's going to be tough because if this season doesn't happen, their free agency will now get pushed back a year. year yeah. Because MLB is only granting that service time to players who had – the one-year service time in 2019, which makes sense. I get it um, because you don't want it. Otherwise, you would be having all these rookie players who played 10 games for uh, – actually, I, 
it's such a complicated thing because I always want to side with the players over players, the owners, yeah. but I understand why teams are being a little bit more iffy about the whole, if you haven't had one year of service time, we're not going to just give it to you yet. Um, it's just, it's such a messy situation. I think it just puts MLB and the players union in such a weird situation uh, because it's it, MLB's known for service time manipulation. Funny enough, absolutely. I went on Google, typed in service time. The second search result was service time manipulation. That's, that's all teams do it. Yep, but that's the thing. Chris Bryant just had a, a grievance with the Cubs about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's, the Cubs won, which is crazy. Um, but like that's the thing. It that's messy for players. They don't want to deal with absolutely. that kind of stuff. And I totally like it, get this it. This whole thing really sucks for players. But as fans getting these players for an extra year, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's it's hard because the the fan of me is like, oh, cool. Well, sucks for them, but good for us. But then there's the human part of me that's like, I, I feel bad for them. Like this is not their fault. They would be out there playing if they had the chance. And now it's taking away more money they could get. Yeah, and it's like the entire point of giving players service time was so that way guys like Mookie Betts could finally hit free agency what they've been waiting for the last six years. But now guys right. like Gavin Lux, May, all the rookies aren't going to get that same opportunity. So now I think instead of – I think – I might be wrong on this, but I think someone said Lux would become a free agent at 26. No, he's 21 right now. So I think they he's said – 22. 22? Okay, so yeah. – so 27, 28, or 28, yes. 28. Yeah. I don't know when his birthday is, but 28. Uh, and now he might become a free agent when he's 29. And that matters. All of that stuff matters. Otherwise, if it didn't matter, Mookie Betts would be a Dodger again in 2021. But he's earned his right to be a free agent and choose where he wants to play. So you have to give that to players, um, which is tough. But you know what? You're never gonna catch me feeling bad for owners who have most of them billions, billions of dollars. Of dollars. In their yeah. But since we were on bets, let's let's finish. Let's talk about him a little bit. Okay. Um. What do you think? Not as a fan, but just obviously, you can't really answer this because you won't know. But in your head. What do you think Mookie Betts is going to do? Let's pretend the season is canceled uh, and he never gets to play in a Dodger uniform. What do you think happens? What do you think he chooses to do? Because I know what I think is going to happen, but I'm curious as to what you think is going to happen. Okay. Uh, this is difficult because since there is no money coming in, teams don't have as much money to spend. I get that part. Uh, so a part of me, but a part of me still thinks that Mookie would still try to get as much money as possible so like if the Red Sox somehow decided to jump back in and give him 10 years 400 million I can see him taking that yeah I could too um I guess my question is so this is where my head goes with it um obviously people are very upset about this Dodger fans have been waiting for Mookie um since we traded for him back in February, and now we may not see him in a jersey. Uh, to turn this into a positive, there might be a silver lining to all of this. If the season is canceled, let's think about what happens with the Red Sox. So if the season is canceled, the Red Sox will not go under the luxury tax. 
they will be in they will be above the luxury tax in 2021 and will have to pay those penalties for 2021. MLB is not wiping clear <coughs> teams of luxury tax if the season is canceled. So the entire point of the Red Sox trading away Mookie Betts was because they wanted yes because if they got under the luxury tax for 2020, which they were, it would start over, and who knows they could pay Mookie Betts in 2021. Now, if the season is canceled, that might completely tie Boston's hands because I think they might be at the max, which is like a 50% penalty. Yeah. Uh, and you lose draft picks. So, or they might be the one right before that. That might be why they're trying to get under it before it gets to that point. But you, if you're the Red Sox, you think, do we go after Mookie Betts still? We didn't want to give him that money at the time. We wanted to get under the luxury tax. But now is that even actually – will the Red Sox even have a chance? Obviously, I have no idea what the Red Sox will do. None of us do. We don't even know what's going to happen if Mookie even hits free agency or just wants to stay in L.A. No idea. Um, but my thought on that, too, is there's been some talks that players are going to have to reduce money if they play this season, which makes sense because teams aren't – I don't want to see them lose a lot of money um, – but I would understand why MLB would ask them to take a little bit. You're not going to have sponsorship money. You're not going to have uh, revenue from fans. So all that kind of stuff. But that might actually be what could work in the Dodgers' favor in this situation, not just only considering the pandemic and everything going on. Usually this would be awful. But my thought process is why not, if you're Mookie Betts, why not go to the Dodgers and don't sign your big contract this year be, or next going to 2021 because the teams probably aren't going to have the money to pay you what you want, what you're worth as a player. So if I'm Mookie Betts, I'm going to the Dodgers and saying I want a one-year $40 million contract that will decide what I want to do. Obviously, he's not going to say that because he could go – play have the 40 million and go I never want to be in LA again he could make that decision right now we have no idea but he could go to LA and go I want 40 million I'll sign a one-year deal that's all I'm doing he could wait for the money to get build itself back up into MLB system for 2021 and then he signs his long contract come 2022 will that happen who knows players want their guaranteed money I totally get it that's why I think Mookie should go to the Dodgers and say hey give me 40 million for one year because that at least gives Mookie a ton of money to keep himself protected if anything god forbid anything happens he gets hurt right um so I I don't know it's stressful Uh, I think that would be the smart thing to do yeah as a fan I'd give him all the money I'd fail give him 50 million yeah I you know what I love the Dodgers um how things are ran, not a big fan of it. I, I, not a big fan that I have two thousand dollars sitting in their bank account, uh, just gathering interest while I am at home on lockdown, having a tough time bringing in money. So, completely fair. I don't really care what Mookie Betts wants. If he goes, I want sixty million for one year. The Dodgers go over the luxury tax. I don't care. Figure it out. We don't lead the league in attendance every year to do this you now have the tv deal which brought in 
I don't even remember billions or whatever it was, a stupid amount of money. You now have fans who can watch it if they're on AT&T or DirecTV, which means you're going to get more fans interested again. They're going to buy more merchandise because they're watching the players. I don't want to hear about the billionaires and their money and what's going to happen with all that. I know they're... I never do. Yeah. But... Have, you know the argument that's always well I wouldn't give this player that much money and it's always it's not your money and then you hear a fan it's go not. yes it is I pay for it what do you some th- not all yeah and I think once we give the money to the team it's no longer our money it's now no, their it's money yeah, yeah even though it sucks it's their money but I don't know I think the Mookie Betts thing is a Big I would of... have no problem at all giving him whatever he wants. Um, Christian Yelich just resigned with the Brewers not too long ago. I'm not sure what he was doing or his agent was doing. He could have got a lot more money. Yeah. Because people think Christian Yelich is the second best player in baseball. At worst, he's top five. He's a tremendous player, and I don't think he was compensated enough. So... I was confused as to what was going on with Yelich's contract and why he signed what he did, kind of what you mentioned. So I went and looked. I didn't realize that the Marlins bought out his arbitration years and signed him to an extra year or two. So Yelich should have been hitting free agency either after this season or next season. But because he didn't or because he signed that extension with the Marlins for them to buy out his arbitration years and get a little bit more money, it ended up coming back down the line and now he doesn't get to hit free agency as soon and if it's two years away he may not want to take that chance and just get the money from the brewers right now and go i can get this from you guys right now i don't care just i want my money i enjoy playing here completely fair and that's my fear when it comes to guys like bellinger and bueller because so many fans keep saying get bellinger get bueller sign them now i completely agree however I don't want to see Bellinger and Bueller only get like a one-year extension. That's just going to push their free agency back. I think it's unfair to players. I think it's a way that the league, well, I think it's a way that ownership kind of controls them by saying, we want an extra year of you. Here's 20 extra million dollars you wouldn't have had. Um, But again, it's part of the business. Uh, All I know is Bueller said he was all ears and willing to, that's have right. like a negotiation for an extension and they should I don't I think if there is one player they're not letting get away it's Bueller over Betts over Bellinger over anyone I 100% believe don't think I am saying he is as good but I 100% believe he is going to be the franchise's Clayton Kershaw I don't think he's ever going to be as good as Kershaw and that's nothing against Bueller that's just a very high compliment to Kershaw but I think that's what the Dodgers are doing. That's going to be our ace. That's going to be our guy for the next. I 100% agree. Ten years, whatever it is. I think they love his fire. Oh, that's like I'm obsessed with Bueller in that way. Like I am obsessed with the dude because he, that guy is. It's like he doesn't care. He just goes out there. He's got big balls. Yeah, he's a he's a. Yeah, I've read that he's pitchers. A, he's like an alpha. Yeah, I've he's read that alpha. pitchers are kind of crazy, and honestly, I one Kersh- Kershaw and Bueller, one hundred percent, I believe it. That you have to be. I've heard people, not just like random fans, but like 
people have been around the sport for a long time. That's they're like, you know what? Every pitcher's a little psycho because there's no way you can go up and do what they're doing every five days. If you're not a little crazy in the head, because right. that's hard. Um, and it's nothing, it's not like a bad thing. It's that's the competitive edge. I love Bueller because of his fire. I love that that dude will go up and step up in any moment and he doesn't care. Like it's not at all. I no was, fear. He wants the ball. Yeah. It was, I was as a fan. What more could you ask for? No. Yeah. And when you're that good, when it matters most, like, oh my God, the dude is insane in the playoffs. Game three of the World Series. Game 163, game seven of the NLCS 2019. Like, I the just. Two games versus the Nationals? Yeah. Like, I, I love Bueller. And, and not to mention that second one he had to play after finding out his aunt passed away days earlier. Oh, like, I did not know that. Yeah. He. So apparently, like, two days before game five, uh, his aunt passed away. And she was at game one against the Nationals. And she was there. Um, I believe Man. is. Yeah, is what I read. And. So she passed away, and Bueller knew that going into the game, but nobody in public knew that. It was not released to the fans, media. Bueller talked about it afterwards because he was crying afterwards, um, just how hard it was to be out there and to give it his all and have it, having to deal with his aunt yeah, passing he away. gave it his all. Yeah, and that guy went out there, and that's exactly what he did. I, it was no, I was at that game. And finding that out afterwards, I was just like, oh, man, dude, you've got, like, the heart of a lion, and nothing, nothing's going to stop him. If a family member yeah. passes away and you go out there and it doesn't phase you, nothing is going to phase him. He is a baseball player with the mindset of somebody, most people you aren't going to see in the league. He might be like a Max Scherzer, a Nolan yeah. Ryan, a Clayton Kershaw, because – He's mentally in his own world, and I love it. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. I love his competitiveness. It's it's refreshing to watch. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's great. I love him. Um, he's just so much fun to watch, and he got engaged this off season, which is so awesome. Congrats, Bueller. Yeah, happy for him and his fiance. I our guys are our guy, young guys are all. I feel like everybody on this team's either engaged or married. I don't even. I feel what Lux is the only single one on the team. <laughs> it and feels he's only like, twenty-two. Yeah, good for him. Wait, uh, Bellinger has someone. Yeah, he has. I think a girlfriend who's she. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't. They. Po I've seen him post a couple times. She was at the All Star game with him, and she's. I've. She's been in pictures with like the. Oh, wives. that's right. Because he broke Harry Girl's heart. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. right. When I think it was in San Francisco or something like that, and yeah. everyone lost their mind. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I think. Uh, I think most of them are pretty much taken at this point. But you know what? If that'll, I don't. I don't care if they're taken or single. What they do in their free time, go out there and win. Fans don't care. Fans oh. don't care what you're doing in that regard. Is you know what I mean? But. <laughs> Just go out there and win. That's what we care about. Uh, and just don't be a terrible human being. Uh, Absolutely. So we don't want a team full of bum corners. Yeah. No. No. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that guy. He's a hell of a baseball player, but I just I can't stand him. I just think he's an ass. But any, I don't. We won't get into That's that. That's why my favorite moment was Max Muncy yelling at him, "Go get the ball at the wall." I'm so happy he's in Arizona. Like I was so bummed about losing that. It sucks he's not on the Giants, but I feel like the Diamondbacks have the di so 
I will never consider the Diamondbacks a rival. If anything, they just I piss, don't either. They just piss me off. But they try so hard. They try their, so hard. Their fan hard. base tries to create a rivalry with our fan base. They try so to. So is Bradley. Yeah, and they try to cause problems when we go to Chase Field. Um, I would never consider them a rival. Not yet, at least. Uh, I don't use. I use that word very very carefully uh because as a dodger fan i uh, we all know the dodgers giants rivalry uh so it's very rare that i throw out the word rivalry it was like for me it was the cubs were a playoff rival a couple years ago but it was only playoff rival outside of that i don't really think the dodgers have i would consider like the yankees like a world series rival because the history yeah yeah. just because the history but uh yeah i don't know but let's get into what happened today. Uh, this kind of has to do with all fans. It's nothing that exciting, so we'll be quick about it. <clears throat> but today, two fans sued MLB, Rob Manfred, all 30 MLB teams, Ticketmaster, StubHub, Live Nation, and last-minute transactions over not refunding fans their money. So fans aren't getting their money back. In the middle of a crisis, uh, I have heard that StubHub said they wouldn't be able to do it. It would be a billion, like billions of dollars all at once. They would have to get back the seller fee or the the cut from the seller that they get. when. So when you sell it, you get a cut. And so that's messy. Um, Very. That's a great way to have a terrible relationship with your fan base if you are an organization. Uh, Especially one like the Dodgers, the Yankees, your big market teams, Cubs, yeah. Red Sox, even, yeah, it, when you have the money to take care of your fans and your employees and all that good stuff, uh, you can't be doing that. You can't, you can't do that to <laughs> your fans. You can't do it to the people that have money. I am annoyed because I have $2,000 sitting in their bank account. Yeah. They it was like a week before uh, April 2nd or 3rd they wanted my all-star game money. It's the end of March. At this point, we're on quarantine. We're on lockdown. Things are not looking Right, so they well. knew already and are still asking for more money. Yeah, and I called and I reached out to my rep and I said, hey, do you really need this $500 from me? I said, I don't want to miss out on the ticket just in case it does happen, but if it doesn't, I don't want to really give you this $500 because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I need my right. money. And they said, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, they didn't say that. I don't think they care. They said, no. no, we still have to collect the money if you want it because MLB is annoying and has told teams to postpone games and not cancel them. And technically, MLB does not owe anybody money unless the games are canceled. So I just think it's a shady move by MLB. Uh See, here's the thing. Even if there are baseball games, there most likely won't be fans. So how are you still not able to get your refund? Well, and not just that. Our own, I mean, Gavin Newsom came out and said, we are not having sports in California in 2020. That's basically what he said. So why have the California teams and MLB not at least started refunding those fans? At least getting some of the money out. It's, It's a start. But... It's just, it's, it's such a mess. And I get it. It's not these ticket companies' faults. You don't, it's very hard. You, it's, you can't really plan for a crisis like this. You can't really plan to have preventative measures. But at the end of the day, like, I'm sorry. 
it's not our fault either. This happened and that's our money right. and we didn't get yeah. the service that we paid for. So you got to give fans their money back, but absolutely. Yeah. We still have bills to pay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of them are being cool, but not most of them. Most of them are making us play pay. Uh, since we talked about the all-star game, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, I think you had heard about that a little bit more than I had more than I had. Okay, so Adrian Gonzalez said that he thinks that they should move the All-Star game to after the season, kind of like the NFL does with the Pro Bowl. I hate it. Anyway, uh, you could you let me know what you think first. Okay, so for what I think, I I never liked All-Star games after the season. I I don't think it makes much sense especially for, like, 29 other teams who did not win the World Series. Who cares? Um, so, I I don't know. I, what I think should happen is that since there most likely won't be an All-Star game this year, that next year it was supposed to be, what, in Atlanta? Yeah. They should move that one back to the next year, would be 2022, and the Dodgers should get 2021 since they weren't able to get an All-Star game. Okay, that's fair. I've heard quite a few people say that. Uh, my take on it is I absolutely hate it. I think it's a horrible idea and they should not do it. And my reasoning for that is I look back to 2019 uh, and I remember how miserable I was at Game 5 after we lost to the Nationals and crying yeah. in Dodger Stadium and hugging my friend's grandma who was also crying that because we were together the entire game and having to deal with that and uh, I happened to walk by the family section and seeing like I saw I saw some of those coaches' kids crying as they were walking up the stairs and leaving, and it's just it's horrible. It was brutal. It's a horrible feeling. So you're telling me potentially? Of of course, I think the Dodgers are going to win every year. It's my bias, but let's pretend it's not my bias. You're really telling me that you want me to go to an all-star game when the Dodgers have a chance to potentially get knocked out of the world or knocked out of the playoffs or lose in the World Series and you want me to show up a week later to Dodger Stadium for the all-star game? There is no way that is happening. Would I no do it? Nope. It, it, I couldn't. I could not. I, I deleted my Twitter account for an entire week. Or not, I didn't delete the account. I deleted the app off my phone. I didn't go on Twitter for an entire week, which I've never done before. Now, let's say they won. Could you do it? Of course. But okay. we can't sit around. I'm not going to spend my $500 for a maybe. Like, that's the right. problem. My money's yeah, yeah. already spent. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think the players will care enough to do it. I would rather just take the loss this year because I also think it's not fair to the city of L.A. and our fan base, uh, the Dodgers fan base, to not give us the real thing like every other city does. It's just... Like, L.A.'s waited, I think, since, what, 1980? So 40 years yeah. for this? And you're going to give us some half-assed all-star game at the end of the season where players Absolutely are tired, not. don't even care at that point. Like, most of them probably aren't even going to show up to begin with because I wouldn't blame them if they didn't, especially if that's you... What, that's what players do. They don't show up either yeah. for the most part. And it's so, it's like, I don't know. I... My first initial thought was, hey, move it to 2021. I don't think yeah. that'll happen. Uh, and I only say that because they already have to deal with moving 2020. Do you really want to add 2021 onto that? Or do you just want to say, hey, Dodgers, we come back in 2022 
and then you only have to adjust one. I would be fine with okay. 2021. I'd be fine with 2022. I don't care. I will be there either way. Uh, I just can't imagine MLB is going to want to have to deal with now rescheduling a second one because I'm yeah, sure like MLB knows ahead of time when they're going to have that all-star game. I wouldn't be surprised if hotels are booked, sponsorships are booked, just like your main, like your basic stuff. Obviously they don't have everything, but for an event that big, there's a good chance MLB's already paid some entertainment, right. food, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so unfortunately I think we're just going to have to take our L this year for the all-star game. Uh, which sucks. Everyone was waiting, but you know what? I think when this whole thing is over, people are going to just want baseball and that feeling when it does come back 2021, 2022, the all-star game that is, it's going to be even that much more exciting in my opinion. Oh, it's going to be electric. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, another thing going on right now that needs to be talked about is what's happening with employees. We'll make this part quick, but it is important. Uh, the employees are fans just like us, regular people trying to get by during a crisis. And l luckily, as they should, all 30 MLB teams agreed to pay employees through April. However, that's not the case for May just yet. Um, every team is on this list except for maybe six or seven. And unfortunately, I have to say that the Dodgers are one of those teams um, that have not agreed to pay their employees, at least through May. Um, the Padres, high five to them. So cool they're doing this, but they are paying their employees through the entire season. They already told them that's awesome. Uh, I'm very happy that they're doing that. Absolutely. They have the money, so appreciate it. If the Padres can do it, the Dodgers can do it. Um, 100%. So... It's frustrating, but again, by the time this podcast is released, we could hear tomorrow that the Dodgers are paying. Bravo on them. I just hope. That's I mean, what they we did announce from. that they're gonna they have 1.3 in financial assistance to game day employees, but I'm not sure what that really entails. So I think that is the April pay. That was the money okay. they put aside for April. So not May at all. Yeah, I don't think so. I just know. So the the quote from the Dodgers was the Los Angeles Dodgers have finalized a distribution program to assist baseball's greatest event staff, the people who make Dodger Stadium fan experience the best in baseball. The Dodgers will be notifying Dodgers event staff, concessions, parking, cleaning personnel employed by third party contractors and the Dodgers Foundation event staff of the distribution plans for the fund totaling of one point three million. So, yeah, I remember when they first announced this, it was every MLB team had started a fund of a million dollars to pay their employees through April. Um, so, I... I just hope that the Dodgers do what the Padres did and pay throughout the entire season. Me too. That's what I'm hoping for. Bill Plunkett said they have not made a decision on whether to lay off or furlough team employees but most teams have guaranteed salaries through the end of May. I would imagine the Dodgers will do the same thing. Um, so let's just... I hope, I hope they don't lay people off. Uh, I hope. it's Yeah, it's tough. It, it's hard. The Rockies and Tigers told employees they have no plans to lay off or furlough, so at least and that's those good. those are at not least. teams pulling in a ton of money. No. So if they can do it, the Dodgers 100% can. Yeah, and I... It hits... 
hard for me because I know so many people and I've made friends with so much of the staff going to as many games as I do. And I have like one of my really close friends works there. And like, I've been talking to her, like it's hard. It's, it's people I've heard people say like, we'll go get a job. I mean, sure. Where are you going to go get a job during a pandemic? You can go work at the grocery right. store and risk store. your life for some money when your employer who is a multi-billion dollar organization could help you instead. I think that sounds better, but um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully on the next episode, which we don't know when that will be yet. We were going to do every week, then season canceled. Um, so we're going to try to do every other week, but if we have enough info to talk about, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Yeah, we'll play it by ear until baseball comes back. Then we'll have a little bit more of a set schedule, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's, it sucks. And unfortunately it's not just the employees at MLB. I, I guess it's not all MLB. It's we're mostly talking about the Dodgers when it comes to money, but unfortunately it's not like employees and players, major league players are the only issue MLB keeps running into. They've now ran into the big issue of minor league baseball and what happens there. Um, did you see what was said today? I did see what the minor league people said. Their, uh, their quote on all of it. Yeah. Do you want me to read the quote? Yeah, let me first beforehand, let me uh, talk about what happened prior to them okay. releasing that because there was a reason why they released that. Um so today it came out, there was, Baseball America came out with an article. Basically, what the article said to some extent was, Major League is willing to eliminate, or Minor League Baseball is willing to let MLB eliminate 42 affiliated teams. If MLB can find a better way to keep baseball in the towns, that would lose affiliation with an MLB club. That was what this article was saying M Minor League Baseball was for. Um, and they also think that some of these teams might go under anyways because the pandemic, which is fair. That could right. happen. Yeah. It shouldn't, but it could. Um, so go ahead and read the minor league. <laughs> okay, so I got this from LB Trade Rumors, and it says minor league baseball has issued the following statement in the wake of this morning's report on contraction. Recent articles on the negotiations between minor league baseball and major league baseball are largely inaccurate. There have been no agreements on contraction or any other issues. Minor League Baseball looks forward to continuing the good faith negotiations with the MLB tomorrow as we work toward an agreement that best ensures the future of professional baseball throughout the United States and Canada. So, once again, sounds like there's a giant miscommunication between Minor League and Major League Baseball. Um, I and think Major League Baseball has been having miscommunications all offseason. I, I, I'm starting to think it's not miscommunication. It's just MLB trying to do what they want to do and hoping that they can get away with it um, right. until they get enough blowback or until public finds out about it and then people are upset. I think getting rid of minor league teams is the worst possible thing. You're having a problem getting people, especially kids, into the sport of baseball, and you're going to take away $10 tickets to sit next to the dugout? Are you yeah. serious? The chance where kids can go to a game and see a guy like the upcoming Cody Bellinger or hell even see Cody Bellinger when he's on a rehab assignment for $10 yeah. and then meet him after the game. Maybe if you're lucky and get an autograph. I don't know. Um, I think it's terrible for baseball. I cannot imagine why MLB would even want to do this to begin with. Um, it would, it would cost so many jobs. It's insane. Didn't all this start because people wanted, uh, minor league players to be paid more 
it's so MLB's solution was just to, okay if you want to get paid more then you have to cut like twenty five percent it was of the ball clubs something I think along that lines but it was also Manfred coming out and saying like the facilities aren't the greatest this would allow us to allocate money to um making facilities top-notch, making sure players get the best training possible, yes, and pay as well so they could be taken care of better. And I'm just like, that just pisses me off even more. Like, why are the big league organizations not helping their minor league teams? Like, is there really that much of a separation between MLB and minor leagues? Because every MLB player had to go through those minor leagues one minor time. Minor leagues, exactly. So I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's an entire mess. Um, it's kind of what MLB is. He's not he, <laughs> Manfred. Manfred. Where I was going there, mess. but yeah, uh, MLB just MLB needs to figure it out because fans are tired of it. Seems like players are tired of it. The union is constantly having to say no, that's not true, or no, we don't want to deal with that. So he's the absolute worst. I just want Rob Manfred gone, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. So. Speaking of everybody, go get impeach Manfred shirts. I'm actually wearing that shirt right now. I'm not even kidding. I was annoyed today <laughs> with him, so I'm like, I'm wearing this. I'm frustrated. People, go get your shirts and protest so he can be out of here. Yeah, I don't... The link is not... It's not like you can go to Dodger Yard. Actually, you can go to DodgerYard.com and go to our products. Or you can just send a DM and I'll send you the link to that because I love my shirt. There you go. Yeah. And it's, I think we need to get rid of Manfred. Nothing we can do about it, but well, we'll see. Very unfortunate. Um, but with that said, we're pretty much at the end of this episode. So we're going to try to ask like a little quick Dodger question at the end of the week just for both of us, for us to get to know each other a little bit more. Because to be honest, we've never even met. We've met through Twitter, like a lot of my friendships are now, and we decided to do this podcast together. So we're still learning about each other, and I just think it helps us kind of connect with fans more and talk to them about stuff when we can talk about it and then catch up with them after the episode about it on Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, so I want to know, because I'm still thinking about my answer for this, to be 100% honest. I want to know who your underrated Dodger player that you have an irrational love for. One or two. Okay. I'm going to do one. And this, when I say this player's name, you people will probably think he's not underrated at all. Some of you might say he's overrated. But when I name this player, I don't, when you think of him, you won't think of his time with the Dodgers. You would think of it with like the Marlins or something. And my player is Gary Sheffield. Okay. Okay, so Gary Sheffield was traded to the Dodgers in May of 98 in that big Mike Piazza and Tazio trade. Now, with the Dodgers, in three and a half seasons, he hit 129 home runs, drove in 367 runs. He had an on-base percentage of 424, which is absolutely ridiculous. So think about what Manny Ramirez did when he came here that what, year and a half. You know, that's and, true. And add on two years to that. That's what Gary Sheffield was doing. That's it true. Was ridiculous. You don't, yeah. Manny still to this day gets love from Dodger fans for what he did and the excitement and all of that he did. So that's a good point. And he brought tons of excitement. Yeah. That was one of my favorite times. Oh, yeah. Trey's season was my favorite, one of my favorites. But Gary Sheffield was one of my favorite players, and his time with the Dodgers was nothing short of amazing. Um, 
Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't remember. If uh, he's not, yeah. put him in the Hall of Fame. Are we talking about Manny or Sheffield? I'm talking about Sheffield. Oh, okay. Now, I know, I know there's steroid allegations for everybody. There's a bunch of those in the... In the Hall of Fame already, yeah. right? So, put him in. It's okay. Sheffield's the man. That's all I'm going to say. Well, if you're going to say that, I have to ask a question. Are you, would you do okay. the same for Barry Bonds? <laughs> all right. I know Dodgers fans are going to hate this. I know they're going to hate this. Uh, there, You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. So go ahead and say what you're going to say, but you'd be surprised. 100%. Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. There's a lot I, of Dodger fans who agree because they are baseball fans first um, and not Dodger yes. fans first, and they respect now, the player who he was. I know he was on steroids, but so was everybody else. And that man was the best player I've ever seen play. I, I don't want to admit this, but hey, listen, if Vince Glaze's favorite player is the Giant and Willie Mays, then I can co-sign Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame. That's fair. I can't, but I'm, I've I mean, always, I completely understand. I've I understand. always told people, um, also it looks like Gary Sheffield is not in the uh, Hall of Fame. Well, he should be. Yeah. Gary Sheffield fan club here. So, um, no. What I was going to say about Bonds is the thing that I tell most people, which this is probably going to come off really confusing, and that's totally fine. I don't expect a lot of people to understand it. I'm not a baseball fan. Okay. I'm a Dodger fan. I do not watch other teams play. I do not have any interest. I do not enjoy it. I do not like going to other stadiums if the Dodgers are not playing. It is not that interesting to me. My passion lies so deep with the Dodgers that I can't get any of those even close to those emotions watching another team so for me I can't look at Barry Bonds as a as a baseball fan I look at him as a Dodger fan which I grew up learning to hate him I grew up remembering the ask the giant asterisk signs that Dodger fans held down the left field line yeah and the Um, stairway needles yeah all that stuff and I remember like my dad always telling me like making jokes about the size of his head because of steroids like everyone did um all that kind of stuff like it was just you were taught to to hate Barry Bonds and the Giants especially around that time I feel like kids growing up right now it'd be a little bit different because the Dodgers are just kicking their ass every year it's hard to have a it's we have a rivalry with them because the history is there but it is hard to continue that rivalry at a high like level of hate when they are as bad as they are um so yeah Yeah, they're not tigers bad but they're pretty bad yeah so i just for me i just i can't with bonds i won't be angry if he gets in because it i i think if i put all myself aside i could find myself to say yes he should be in but I just I, – I can't. I can't do that. That's completely fair. See, I am a baseball fan first. It's my favorite sport. It's what I grew up loving. So – I think that's more the majority than what I am. So I get right. that. That makes like, sense. I, I can't have rose-colored glasses on right now. <clears throat> Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. Completely understand. Um just not in my book. Completely, <laughs> but, I completely but I will say, to this day, I could tell you exactly where I was, what TV I was watching it at, what bedroom I was in, everything when he hit the home run. 
I had it recorded on my crappy little flip phone, like one of the first camera flip phones or one of the first flip phones that had a camera. I sat in my bedroom watching it on TV with my camera because it was that big of a deal in baseball. So that when he broke the record. Yeah, when he broke the home run yeah. record. So that to me is like it, it I don't like the guy. I don't res- I can't say I don't respect him. I don't want to say I don't respect anyone that I don't really know. And everybody was cheating. Yeah. I don't I don't like the guy. It's not like he's a terrible human. I don't like him for being a Giants baseball player. That's basically it. I don't know anything else about him outside of that. So that's where all my feelings come from. Um, I have a question. Do you like Giants players who became Dodgers players? Like a Kent, Uribe, oh, yeah. Jason Schmidt? I mean I hated Jason Schmidt. See, I let he not all terrible. of them, but I'm okay with allowing myself to like them. Okay. I don't know if I would have said the same about Bumgarner. I really don't know. <laughs> If I could have gotten over that hump, that if he had he signed. He just has a way of getting under your skin. Yeah. Like, I just, it's not even, like, I don't even hate many baseball players. I don't hate any baseball player except for probably Bumgarner. And it's not because he's good. I hate when people hate players because they're good. That frustrates right. me. Yeah. I don't, I might not like the guy, but you will never catch me saying Bumgarner is a bad postseason pitcher. I might tell you his numbers in the regular season aren't that good, but you will never, ever, ever, ever catch me saying like, hey, Bumgarner is ass in the World Series because that's a complete lie. I might have said he's had bad playoff games because I think in 2014 I had – he did have, I think, a bad game against, I want to say, the Mets in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, he got rocked. Yeah, and so he's had bad games, but – that guy's a playoff superstar. I hate it. Yeah. I don't, but I don't like him for the person that he is on the field. I was never a big Puig fan, um, but I just couldn't believe the way that he treated Puig. Like, I just didn't understand it. Um, same thing with Muncie. Like, I just, I can't stand guys that are like that. You know what's funny is every time I saw Bumgarner yell at players, it was always minorities. Yeah, until Muncie. Muncie was the first time, and I was like, I think he saw Twitter saying that he was racist and he decided he was going to yell at a white person. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there's, there's, people always talk about that. People have. But for him, Muncie was with all the shits. Oh, Muncie, Muncie wanted, Muncie wanted all he the smoke. He was. All the smoke. Yeah, he, he was ready. He, he didn't care. He was about to fight Bumgarner right then and there. And I, I respect it. I think Muncie's one of those guys. That is, he's a super nice guy. He can be sweet, but like, don't turn that switch on him because he's also going to destroy you if you get in his way. Like that's Absolutely. Just, that's Max Muncy. But I don't want to get too far off topic. Uh, I gotta be honest. You just say your player. I know. I've got to be honest. I don't really know if I have one. I am okay. unapologetically all about the name on the front of the jersey. Um, I don't. Fair expect nor do i think most fans should be this way um i will admit it bums me out sometimes that i have gone so hard into that zone that i have a hard time having any type of emotional connection to players um i did try to go a little bit more with it in 2019 and it i i enjoyed the game so much more um allowing Mm -hmm. myself to kind of like the player for the player and not just because they're a dodger but i just I've always been about the name on the front, and is if they're getting their job done, that's fine. But I, I don't see like my I uh, he's he's not underrated though. Like Dodger fans, I don't think he is. But like I love Sean Green. Like that was the time that oh, 
absolutely I grew up like that was that team that I grew up remembered like that's one of the yeah. first Dodger teams I remember as a kid him uh I don't think they were all they might not have all been on the team at the same time but I remember the years of Furcal, LaDuca, um, Isteriz, Sean Green and so it's like those are the years that I kind of go back Fun and fact for call is my second favorite Dodger shortstop. Okay. See, he was going to be on my list, but I don't think he's underrated either. Like, probably I, not. No. Yeah. I liked him a lot. He was great though. I loved Paula Duca until I heard some stuff on, uh, the twitter.com horrible what did you hear? website that he's just a, a garbage man who cheated uh, on his wife with like an 18 year old whether or not that's oh. yeah whether or not that's true don't quote me i have no idea but it seemed like there was Just more rumors. Than, yeah it seemed like okay. there was more than enough i don't know if it was rumors i got kind of bothered by it i just stopped looking and decided i wasn't gonna interact with him on not interact with him but i just wasn't gonna follow him anymore on any social media platforms um but i just i also just i don't know i feel like there's been things about him um wasn't he the guy who wrote his steroid order on a Dodger notepad and like got all those guys yeah, busted? I think, I think so. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I know a lot of people still like him. That's totally fine. I don't care who anybody likes. You can like whoever you want. But I used to love Laduca until I heard that story. Unfortunately, whether or not it's true, who knows? I would like to think it's not. But it just seemed like there was way too much evidence for it not to be. But we won't get into that. There's no reason. <laughs> um. So. That's basically it. We're down to our speed round where we're not going to talk about something baseball. It's just a couple minutes of kind of what we're d doing during quarantine or whatever random little topics we come up with. So for this week, we were doing uh, TV shows or movies, whatever, Netflix, Hulu, whatever you're binge watching. And then basically, yeah, basically the, la the last couple artists, podcasts or uh, whatever you've listened to albums lately. So, I see that we both have the same show on there. Oh, two out to handle. Yeah. Yes. I haven't finished it yet, though. I'm only through episode two. Okay. Because there's just, oh, there's a lot going on. There is. I finished it last night. I don't know if I would care for another season. I think it's an interesting okay. concept, and I think... I just think the way it ended, it would, it, I don't know. You'll see when it ends. I just, I feel like. Well, do you recommend that I finish it? Because if not, then I yeah, can just put it I mean, to the side. I don't know. If you're not big on shows like that, I wouldn't recommend it. I didn't hate it. I found it interesting and I wanted to watch it all, all the way until the end. Like I was excited to turn on the last episode to see what would happen. But it just was like not that fulfilling once it was over. That's all. Okay. So it's. So what I'm struggling with is I, I don't. I mean, I know it's like reality's sometimes scripted or most of the time scripted, but it's just too much unnecessary drama. Like the episode I'm on, I'm not great with names, but the tall dude, the taller white boy, and his model girl. Oh, I hate them. It was com it was completely unnecessary. Um, just tell the truth. You Henry and the Francesca. Yes, you initiated the kiss. You don't have to lie and say she did it, but she's but hers just sitting there quiet and let her friend bark. I don't know what that was about either. Yeah, that was that was weird. Uh, one I do kind of want to come back on Netflix was The Circle. I liked that. Uh, I, 
have you watched the UK versions? No, I haven't. I was told okay. to, but I did like that show. I thought that was fun and interesting. Like it is fun. It's fun, and it's I've actually watched Brazil and France as well. Okay, see, I heard uh, someone told me to watch those as well, and I just I think it's a fun concept. It's interesting to see what people yeah. do because that is what that's actually stuff we're living through right now. Like too hot to handle. Nobody's actually doing that. That's not real things that's happening. Yeah, no. Pretty much the basis of the show is all these really hot men and hot women go to some house like they do in every reality show. They spend time <laughs> together, but then they find out by the end of the night that you can't have sex. You can't uh, have like kissing. Yeah, like out. nothing like you can't even take care of yourself. No None touching. of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. And and if they do, if you do, you lose money. Yeah. And so like, cool. But it didn't work out. Well, you'll see. It didn't work out very well. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if I'm going to finish it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you well, already I finished those anyway. The last show I finished was Tiger King. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I don't know why I watched the whole thing. To be honest, everybody kept talking about it and recommending it, so I watched it, and I was immediately pissed off at everybody for telling me to watch that. That was a weird show. It was just mind-blowingly stupid from every single person on that show. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Wow. People probably people are probably gonna hate that because they love Tiger King. Cannot stand it. Yeah, it was it wasn't that great. It was interesting, but it wasn't that great. I think people kind of totally mistook the message. Like they were trying to show you how terrible Joe Exotic was because he yes, abused and animals. Yes, people all on his yeah. side. Like he's some kind of great dude. Yeah. So I don't know. He was just as huge, more terrible than everybody else. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. My other show right now that I'm watching is How to Get Away with Murder. I love it. It's great. Um, it I think there's like two or three episodes left, and then the show's finally over. So I'm not even going to talk about what happens on that show because it is. Wait, are you binge watching it now, or have you kept? Up no, with I'm I'm watching it live. It is on Netflix okay. though, just not the yeah. current season. It's a great show, but there's so much that I can't even talk about like the basis of it without giving away too much of the show. But I love that show. Um, so that's I think big. I stopped watching when the little black boy from Harry Potter died. Oh, and that was like yeah, yeah, season yeah. two or three, maybe. I know three, who you're talking maybe. about. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. I'm totally blanking on his name, but I know who you're talking about. And then what else are you, is that all your, what else are you watching? Okay, so um, I like these like reality type shows. So I, I'm watching a, lo- a lot of Love Island, UK and Australia. I think those people are hilarious. Uh, I don't care too much for the concept of the game, but I just think as people, they're entertaining to watch. And I love their accents. It's funny. I just think it's a it's a good show to binge to get you through because it's easy to watch. I, I, I think that's about it. I'll have to check that one also, out Also, I'm watching Cooking with Cannabis. I've only got through a few episodes. It just came out yesterday because it was 420. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought it's been on there for a while, but maybe it's a different one. Oh, maybe it has. It maybe might. It maybe. I don't know. I I don't know. I just saw it yesterday, and I was like, oh, you guys would drop this on this day. Not creative or clever at all. But I gave it a shot because I was interested. And it's pretty good. People cooking with, you know, weed, THC, CBD oil. It's, it's very interesting. And then sometimes the judges will get high. They have uh, celebrity judges like Ricky Lake was on there. Hmm. Khalees, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, <laughs> is the host. It's an interesting show to watch. Hmm. 
and the, and the winner gets ten thousand dollars. Oh, you can never complain about Each that. Episode. Absolutely not. So, but let's wrap this up really quickly. Tell me top five artists that you're or whatever you're listening to. Okay, so Kendrick Lamar, Lauren Hill, Alana. She's like an R&B singer from New Zealand. Um, I don't let's see. That's three. Maybe Culture Club and also Bruno Mars. Okay. So I don't listen to like any of those. Mine are <laughs> since we've been in quarantine, I've been playing a lot of catch up yeah. on my podcasts, and so I I love Crime Junkie. Then got a, a doing big swing podcast. Shout out to Ross Stripling. Not that he'll ever hear this, but you know that's his podcast. <laughs> so shout out to him. Um, and then the Gary V Audio Experience. Love that guy. I just like listening to him. What is that? He's super motivational. He's just an entrepreneur. Okay. Kind of built himself up from the top. Kind of just a no BS attitude. Going to tell you how it is. And I just, okay. I like it. So you would recommend it? Oh, yeah. I recommend it okay. to as many people as possible. Um, and then I've been listening to DaBaby, which I have only been listening to him because I like to listen to him when I work out. He's very high, like high paced. A lot of kind of just a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah, And so I like to listen to him. And then surprisingly, which I don't. Well, I actually have listened to this album twice in the last couple of days, but I have been listening to Ariana Grande's Thank You Next album. So I enjoy that album. I just think it's I don't know. I've been listening to that. I've been. Yeah, I I don't know much from Ariana except for Victorious. (laughs) Yes. And then Sam and Cat. Sam and Cat. That was a good show. But, you know, this went on way longer than we ever planned it to be. But that's not all that shocking. We're about an hour and 15 minutes in. So it was the first episode. We had to yeah. everything. Yeah, I don't think it'll be this long moving forward. But no. I did enjoy this, and I can't wait to do the next one, whether or not that's coming next Wednesday. Because uh, we will be releasing these on Wednesdays. That will stay consistent. Yeah. Whether it's next Wednesday or in two Wednesdays, it just kind of depends on what happens throughout the week. And if we can find enough to talk about, we're not going to come on here and just kind of sit around and talk about nothing and waste your guys' time. Uh, or if you guys have any suggestions of what you would like to hear. Yeah, that too. We'll, we'll be to that. Yeah, we'll be doing mailboxes, stuff like that. It's it, Basically, we care about what fans care about. So if there's something fans want to know, we want to know because we want to keep up with whatever's going on. So we're always we are open. Fans just like you. Yep. We do not hate baseball like Bill Plasky does. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're open to suggestions, anything like that. Uh, make sure you got, you can find us on all social media. It's at Dodger yard. And so no S just Dodger Y A R D. You can check out our website, dodgeryard.com and we will catch you guys in a week or two so yeah this was fun it was i don't really know how you end this besides just saying bye so (laughs) i guess we'll talk to them later and i'll talk to you later konu all right see you guys later (laughs) bye bye